When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Welcome to Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Insider. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Foot race. It's over, baby. Pressure hit. And now, ball comes out. Did you think that was going? Oh, wait. No way. He's taking it to the house. Crossover to the bucket. 4-2. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Now, here's your host, Joey Mack. It's a Friday edition of Duck Insider and a lot to tell you about because Oregon football will scrimmage tomorrow inside Autzen Stadium in front of season ticket holders. There's going to be a barbecue for season ticket holders and a uniform unveiling for the Ducks. I'm looking forward to that. Those of you who are joining us for the season ticket holder barbecue are going to get your first look at the 
Oregon uniforms that you probably saw some of the teasers from the GoDucks and Oregon football social media accounts this morning. We will also talk about the 20th anniversary of the O. If you didn't get a chance to check it out yesterday, encourage you to do so on GoDucks.com, talking about the 20th anniversary of the O. Rob Mosley put together a, a oral history, if you will, of the O, as told to him by those who were involved in the process of making the O a reality. And if you are swinging by the Autzen Stadium Duck Store to pick up some of your latest duck swag, they've got some of the newest stuff. Our, our mannequin Richard has been wearing it here in the studio for a little while, including the Oregon Soccer Scarf, season ticket holders for Oregon Soccer. You get yourself a free scarf. The first Oregon Soccer match, the exhibition to kick off all things Ducks, the entire athletic department is tomorrow at 5 o'clock. More on that coming up. But they've got some of the latest and greatest at the Duck Store. And maybe the biggest, latest, and greatest addition is actually talking about the O. It's a cool design of decals that's on the window of the Otzen Duck Store now talking about the 20th anniversary of the O and the innovation that came with the O. Maybe the coolest part of that story, and again, you can read it, and we're going to talk about it actually at our event tomorrow as part of the open practice for season ticket holders. Rob and I are going to discuss it. Maybe the coolest thing is, is Tinker Hatfield. He told Rob Mosley that maybe the biggest sort of stroke of genius in this is that no one around college sports had ever really owned the O before. You know, there was a UO. It looked very similar to OU. People still call Oregon OU. I don't get it. And you know the irony of that? You know that we're the University of Oregon, but Oklahoma is actually Oklahoma University? Yet people still get that backwards, that we're OU. It doesn't make sense to me why that happened. Anyway, Oregon owns the O, and that was what Tinker Hatfield decided to do. He said, hey, no one has the O. Let's be the O. And now look around you. 20 years later, there's O's behind me. There's O's on my desk. I mean, there's O's everywhere in this studio including the Oregon Sports Network, that old logo with uh, our good friend Donald bursting through the O. I mean, it's it's really become synonymous with Oregon, and it's 20 years old in the first week of September. So it's a cool oral history to read it, kind of where the design came from. Rob did a nice job uh, talking with a lot of people. You can find it on GoDucks.com. We'll talk about that tomorrow. The scrimmage tomorrow, though, is a really valuable piece for the Ducks. Uh, and I think there's no doubt that we're getting into the nitty-gritty of camp, if you will, where that depth chart is really starting to finalize itself. The Ducks call it an organizational chart. For our own purposes, I'll call it a depth chart just because, for me, it gives you an idea of where those position battles are. Maybe the biggest position battle in the ones group has been that boundary safety spot between Brady Breeze and Nick Pickett. Both of those guys have split time pretty much with the ones, at least from my observation of that organizational chart. Both those guys have split time, it appears, so far through fall camp at that number one boundary safety spot alongside Javon Holland, who's done a really great job in camp if you talk to all the guys around him. With all that in mind, other position groups, I think you're really starting to see a battle. The offensive line between Dallas Warmack and Brady Aiello, who's going to end up being the starter? I'm not sure that it really matters, to be honest with you. They're all going to play. They're going to rotate a lot of guys along that offensive line. But who gets the actual honor of being the starter? We'll find out. 
and also on the defensive line. What do things look like at that stud position, the outside linebacker, and then on that defensive line? We know that Troy Dye and Isaac Slade Mato are going to be in there at linebacker. Situationally, we've seen a few different guys rotate in at that end stud and outside linebacker spot. We caught, we talked to one of them and Drayton Carlberg today. We have that interview for you coming up in just a moment. Justin Herbert, the Oregon football quarterback, he talked with the media today as well. We've got that for you ahead of tomorrow's scrimmage. Also, his backup, Tyler Shuck. Those are our three interviews for you today. And that's before we talk with Mike Jorgensen. He is our analyst on the Oregon Sports Network for all of our broadcasts of football. Jorgie, this will be his 30th season in the booth. 30th year that Mike Jorgensen has been the analyst for Oregon football. And I've learned the other day that before it was Jorgie, it was Todd McKim. Todd McKim's now broadcasting play-by-play for the Cal Golden Bears down in the Bay Area. He's old OSN legend. Uh, I put it that way. I love Todd. And Jerry told me that that was who preceded Jorgie on the broadcast. I actually didn't know that. I didn't realize that Todd did color. So anyway, it was kind of cool. We'll talk to Jorgie about the positions that he's going to be watching tomorrow and also what he's made of fall camp so far. Jorgie's been out to a few practices, and I'll tell you what, I I was sitting next to Jorgie last Saturday when Oregon was scrimmaging inside Autzen Stadium. And by the way, the Ducks were inside Autzen Stadium for a quote-unquote fast Friday, kind of a, a, a longer fast Friday than a normal day before a game. Essentially, it's a walkthrough at Autzen Stadium. The Ducks are in helmets and shorts and just going through everything. That's kind of what it felt like, though, was the day before a game today. And that makes sense because tomorrow is a scrimmage day inside Autzen. But with Jorgie, it always amazes me for a few reasons. One, just how much football he's observed and played, and as a result, how quickly he picks up on things. There were things in the scrimmage that I it took me a week to notice or I hadn't even noticed. And Jorgie watches two plays and he lists off three things, and I'm just like, this is why you're really good at what you do. And it's amazing talking to Georgie just how quickly he picks up those kinds of things, whether it be from a player perspective or anything, honestly. It's actually really fun to, to talk to him about all of it. We're going to do that coming up just a little while. What does everybody want to see in this scrimmage? I mean, maybe what, what's everybody kind of thinking? We, you guys know that we play all of the interview clips here on the show. We're going to hear from Justin Herbert in just a moment. But we play all of the interview clips on the show, you guys who listen to the show, watch the show frequently, you know kind of where we're at and where the Ducks are. What is, what's everybody thinking about heading into this scrimmage? I'm just kind of curious for everybody who's tuning in right now, if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, what do you want to see out of this scrimmage? Maybe you're attending it. You're going to see some of this open practice. I think that it's going to be – it's a big evaluation period. Not I think. It is a big evaluation period for the Ducks. Uh And then I love Jeffrey going back to what we were talking about with Oregon OU. People who call Oregon OU are marginal and don't matter, don't you think? (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, I still, I never understood that. Like, we're the University of Oregon, so why would we be OU? And yet it's Oklahoma University and their logo is a UO. It doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. It never will, it, it, you know. I guess it just makes sense that that's why we went to the. Oh, it, I guess it just makes sense. Um, I, I think that this evaluation period, though, for the Ducks, it's not just the ones and twos like we were talking about. Who's going to be in there? You know, who's going to play receiver? Another position. 
maybe you're not the starter, but you're going to rotate a lot. I mean, I think there's some of those positions where there's just going to be rotation. That's just kind of naturally the way that things are going to work with this team. And, and frankly, I think that's the way college football is just in general now. But for me, tomorrow's scrimmage is also going to come down to who's the solid twos and threes. Are there guys that work their way up from the threes? Are there young guys that are going to be regular contributors? And, again, with this four-game redshirt rule where you can play in four games as a freshman, but then you could still use your redshirt year, which guys are going to be able to test the waters in those four games and which guys are the Ducks going to say, unless they're needed for injuries or whatever, are going to end up redshirting? I'm really interested to see kind of where that goes. Um, It's going to be interesting particularly in the secondary, because you've got guys like Thomas Graham and Diamador Lenore who have been really, really good at cornerback. D.J. James garners a lot of praise, a lot of praise so far in fall camp. And then another guy, Michael Wright, garners a lot of praise as well. And a few corners that have moved into that nickel spot, they could play there if they wanted to. I mean, there's a lot of movement, I think, not just in the secondary, but throughout I I notice it throughout the entire defense. And also, which running backs are really going to carry the load? You know, Jim Mastro said earlier in fall camp that he wants two and a half running backs ready for every game. So if you're readying two and a half, what does that look like? I'm interested. I think that the scrimmage is going to tell you a little bit about that because you do know what you have with a lot of these guys, with a lot of these guys. Uh, I I see a lot of people uh, chiming in on Auburn talking about this matchup. Yeah, and this is really kind of the last evaluation period for the Ducks, at least my understanding of the schedule, before they really do start to shift focus to thinking just about Auburn. So just like last week, we talked about we – we talked about what, what what we were looking for in the scrimmage and kind of the keys to the game. Normally, we would do our University of Oregon Alumni Association keys to the game for a upcoming matchup. Talking about just the scrimmage, the first key is always keep everybody healthy. The second key, I think, is our guys making negative plays in the backfield. That's something that Coach Avalos is really looking for. And then the third thing, I think, is consistency of the quarterbacks and wide receivers. You know, drops, we've talked about, that's something the Ducks have really focused on. I think that's a huge key, and that's kind of what I'm looking for in the scrimmage tomorrow. Those are our University of Oregon Alumni Association keys to tomorrow's scrimmage. You can support the UO and enjoy some great rewards by becoming a member of the UO Alumni Association at uoalumni.com backslash join. Uh, All right, take a few of the comments and questions. Um, It's going to be fun to see the defense. I, I see Dan asking about the defense and, the defense, I think, has looked really, really good. Um, to be overly general, it has been really, really good. But without further ado, because I do see somebody said, while we're young, put J.H. on. I'm with you. Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, met with the media after practice today talking about what they want to get out of the scrimmage tomorrow and also where they've come since the beginning of fall camp as an offense. Justin Herbert, he talked with the media just a little while ago. Several guys, uh, Coach Scott Marcus and uh... Coach Master we're talking about how the offense has advanced this year compared to last year. Shane credited to you and Jake, uh, running backs, O-line, just everybody being back. What's, what's different for you, especially the relationship with Jake, as far as how the offense has advanced? Yeah, they, they've done a good job of covering that. I think uh, a great offensive line, some running backs, and, and some guys out on the outside making some plays has been huge for us. So uh, going into it, it's, it's a group of guys that we're, we're comfortable with and, and uh, that we're excited to be around. How has the communication between you and Jake 
changed or whatever what the advance looks like between you two? Is it just more by way of verbally, you know, kind of read each other better? Or? I don't know if it's if it's changed. I think it's just gotten better over the, the past four years. I, I think uh, whenever you, you have four years with an offensive line, it, it's going to be good. And, and uh, they've done a really good job, and it's uh, it's an honor of mine to, to be playing behind them. How has Brendan's injury impacted you in this offense? I know, I mean, I know you're very close with him, too, mm-hmm. beyond the on-the-field components. So just what has that been like for you the last week or so? It's really tough. It's, it's really tough for... For a guy that's put in so much for this program and was so excited to be to be out there, and, and uh, we were all there for him. We've, we've been there for him, and, and we know he's he's doing everything he can to be back out on the field. Is it buddy of yours? Does that make it even tougher for you personally? Uh, yeah, when we, we live in the same house, so uh, we're roommates, and um, just being around him as much as I can, watching movies, just just hanging out with him because I've been there before, and and I know how it feels, and and he's a tough guy, so he's he's doing everything right. How you feeling with some of those younger receivers, with Micah, with BA, with even Juwan? I know he's not young, but a newer guy. How, how do you feel chemistry-wise with some of the guys who've stepped in and gotten more of those reps? They've done a really good job. They've they've stepped up, and and uh, they kind of realize that it's there's a there's a possibility of of playing. So uh, a lot of those guys have stepped up and. Um, doing a great job in the weight room and, and on the field and in the film room as well. At last year's camp, did you have a sense that the connection between you and Dylan would be special? And, and do you feel like you have that kind of chemistry with more guys this year? Yeah, we knew we knew Dylan was going to be a special player. He's 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 been making plays since the first day he showed up. But uh, yeah, but a bunch of guys out there making plays. So it's um, it's a little bit different than last year, and and uh, it's it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. Out of all the situational stuff you guys have been doing in practice, is there any particular area where you're like, okay, we need to get better at that? I think probably all of them. I think uh, third downs, two-minute drill, four-minute drill, I, I think uh, we're, we're doing a good job of covering all the situations. Anything specific tomorrow you're really going to be trying to accomplish or looking for? Um, put up as many points as we can, I think. I was talking to the coaches yesterday about the two-minute, four-minute, and does kind of how that does who wins that drill really matter? And for them, it's all about evaluation and watching film. But for you guys, does it matter to win in those situations in the moment? Um, I think it's important for the offense to do what we're told. Uh, I know uh, Tyler and I we split, so he goes on the other side of the field. But I'm rooting for him, and um, I think as long as both offenses do their job, it's it's good for us. Are there issue for you where I know BA was on the team last year, but he was redshirting, so, mm-hmm. but to have him as a target and Jawan, this is a it's a taller wide receiver core with these guys. Yeah, it's it's a little bit a little bit different, but uh, it's a good problem to have. And, and Brian's done a great job. He's he's put on some weight and um, looks really good out there. So it's, he's a, a great option. Jawan, like you said, is is something special. We've heard a lot about Micah. We can't obviously see practice, but is he as good as what everyone's saying he is? Um, I haven't heard too much of, of what's been saying, but uh, he's, he's special. So um, I'm, I'm sure that they're probably doing a good job of, of telling him how good he is. So he's, he's done a really good job. What, what makes him so good on the field in the receiver position for you guys? I don't think he has any drops for the past 12 practices. He's, he's a smart guy, knows what he's doing, um, runs really good routes, and is pretty fast as well. It's a good way to build confidence with his quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done a good job. So. Um, I'm really excited to see him play because I know he's going to play and he's going to make some big plays this year. Does camp feel different now that you're in year two with Arroyo after you know changing, 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 or is that overstated? No, I, th- I think uh, it, you get some continuity. So uh, it's actually year three with him. Um, right. And yes, and uh, we're look, going forward, we're we're doing our stuff. We've got film on on what we've been doing, and and we're not learning too much. And and always trying to fix things that we've been doing and, and uh, always looking forward. So it's, it's been a blessing. Jake was saying you also have a little bit more freedom by way of audibles and things that you can do on the field. Is that 
how, how different is that? I mean, what more is there? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of what we've been doing, but just with some slight changes and and adding to it. So uh, we've we've took what we've been able to do and, and just adding to it. So uh, we're not drinking through a fire hose at all right now. What are a couple of things you think you guys really need to focus on to be prepared for that environment and Auburn in a couple of weeks? Fortunately, I think we've we've played in some pretty big games before, uh, a few college game days and. Um, a lot of the guys are coming back, and, and they're experienced guys, so I, I would say probably just get the younger guys dialed up and, and focused in and, and uh, do everything you can to win. Who's had the best camp? It's a tough question. There, there are a bunch of guys, both on offense and defense. I'd say Micah Pittman's up there. Um, I think Tyler Shucks had a, a really good uh, camp as well. A few running backs, Travis and CJ. Um, then the offensive line, they're, they're as steady as ever. Why do you say Tyler? Uh, he's he's done a great job learning and, and progressing, and um, he's a guy that everyone has complete trust in as well. Anybody on defense that's been a thorn in your side in particular? Uh, Troy dies usual. Um, he's done he's done a really good job, and it's tough to go against him, but uh, he makes us better. So thankful for him. That's Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, talked with the media just after their walkthrough of a practice today. They were inside Autzen Stadium. Now the Ducks will turn their attention to getting ready for tomorrow's scrimmage. A big evaluation period for the Ducks. We'll have another quack minute. It'll be on the Oregon football social media channels coming up this afternoon. Rob Mosley and I did a little preview of the scrimmage and what we're expecting. We're going to keep doing that on Duck Insider right now. We'll come back, and I see a lot of people were talking about how health is going to be a big thing. JL brings it up. No injury bug this year, please. No doubt. I mean, injuries, you know, I've said this before. It's not always the most talented and really the best teams that win at the end of the year. A lot of times it's the deepest teams and the healthiest teams that win at the end of the year. That's really where the strength and conditioning, I think, in the offseason can make a huge difference. Guys can take a few more lumps, if you will. I think that Oregon has done that, no doubt. And I saw a few questions coming in about penalties, too. That's always a huge focus for Coach Cristobal. In fact, they've had officials at practice, I think, every day, actually, when the Ducks have done, not, not, a, not at a walkthrough practice, but every day that they're doing some team stuff, they've had officials there and I know coach has wanted them to call it tight they don't want penalties the Ducks really don't want penalties this year that has been a huge focus and honestly that's a good point that is something that we'll look for in the scrimmage tomorrow the RV crowd game day timeline normally on a Friday before a game day I would tell you a little bit about what to expect and kind of the schedule ahead well tomorrow the Ducks will practice with season ticket holders watching and we also have an Oregon soccer game at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a busy day around the Autzen Complex and at Pape Field. Should be fun. The RV Corral, enjoy the adventure. I'm Joey Mack. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back and hear from Tyler Shuck, the Oregon backup quarterback. That's after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. The game clock is winding down, and so is that plate of piping hot steak nachos. Your eyes are on the last play, but they're also on that last chip, piled high with succulent steak, lending its deep flavor to all the fixins. Just as you reach in, so does your buddy. Game on. Beef, it's what's for dinner. 
Brought to you by the ranchers and farmers of Oregon and the Beef Checkoff. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and... His camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Joey Mack back with you, and we're going to talk a little more Oregon football. Tyler Shuck, the Oregon quarterback here on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. We'll also hear from Drayton Carlberg. He had a great, great line. I was talking with him after practice today, just a little while ago, if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, about what this defense is for the Ducks and also how it's changed for his defensive tackle and defensive line position. That's a good interview with Drayton Carlberg coming up in just a little while. Yeah, I see somebody. I can't wait. To fire a shot over the SEC's bow, that's JL. And then uh, Pac-12 needs Oregon to win, Kirk said. I mean, there's no doubt. We're already starting to think about this Auburn matchup. There's no doubt that this is the banner-carrying game for the Pac-12. When Auburn beat Washington last year, felt like the entire Pac-12 was behind the eight ball all season long. There's no doubt that this is a huge game. And that's why this scrimmage coming up and the rest of fall camp, excuse me, are so important because you got to develop that depth and you got to develop that top-end talent. It's going to be August 31st before we know it. The Ducks are certainly thinking that same way. Tyler Shuck, in a perfect world, probably don't want him on the field unless you're up by 40 or so, right? Because otherwise that means that something might have happened to Justin Herbert. But as we've seen in years past, especially for the Ducks, it seems like whenever there's a quarterback injury, that's when the Ducks have had their, shall we say, less than exciting runs of a season. Is that a nice way to put that? I thought so. Justin Herbert, though, there's no doubt 10. He's the best guy on the field more often than not. But Tyler Shuck, I thought, has, I think, has really taken a big step forward. Not just from where he was as a freshman, but where he was from last spring, where he had a very good spring. We're talking with him about that and what he hopes to get out of this scrimmage tomorrow. Looks like he's going to be the backup and hopefully get some valuable experience for the Ducks in some games where Oregon's comfortably ahead. Tyler Shuck talking with the media after practice just a little while ago. Go back to the beginning of fall camp until now. Where's the most growth for you? Uh, I think just being confident in, in my own skin, really. Just you know, coming out of spring, I had a lot of high expectations of myself, and and you know, the defense changes, I, myself changes, and I think just just being ready and being comfortable out there. You know, at, at first I had a little rough start, um, just trying to like get back in my groove, just throwing wise. Um, but I think just seeing the defense more and just not really relying on on what the coaches think on every player, what the players think, and just kind of just playing my game has been really helpful. 
People talk about chemistry with quarterbacks and wide receivers a lot. How big of a deal is that for you? And you feel like the chemistry's come a long way with this group for you? Yeah, I think I think that's huge. I mean, obviously, you have a guy like Schooler who leaves. I think I think this unit has gotten a lot closer. Um, the coaches have done a great job of of just kind of organizing meetings together where we just uh, we watch film together all the time. Um, Justin and I are always talking to them. So I think building that relationship is going to be key for our success this year. Scrimmage tomorrow. Uh, what do you hope to accomplish there? Um, completions, man. I just just getting the ball to our wideouts, making letting them make plays, just being efficient in everything we do. Uh, we're probably going to call a lot of different concepts and plays just to, to get things run um, and then just kind of get things going into, into the season. Tyler, I, I'm sorry if you already answered this, but how are you a different quarterback today than you were one year ago today? Oh, man, it's, it's, I feel completely different. I mean, I was talking with coaches that, uh, before earlier this week, just body-wise, I feel like the ball's coming out a lot, a lot quicker off my fingers. Um, just, just the, it all, honestly, like you talk about the game slowing down, it's definitely just I can really like, manipulate and just watch the defense more. Um, I mean, that just, that's how, a, a tribute to Justin, the coaches, just, just spending a lot of hours uh, watching film. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this year. I'm, I'm ready for whatever can happen. And you know, obviously, it's, it's, been, it's been great so far. You've got a lot of talented young players to, to throw to this year. Who do you seem to have a chemistry with so far in this fall camp? Yeah, uh, obviously Micah Pittman. Um, he's he's a, an electric player. He's getting probably reps with um, some of the ones now he's rotating in. But I know him and I have, like, the highest completion percentage on the team, just 1v1 or 1-on-1 uh, QB and wide receiver. So, I mean, he's, like, a guy who's always open. I mean, everywhere I'm on the field, I'm alert where he's at. Uh, guys like Brian Addison stepped up huge. Um, I think I think especially with you know wide receivers getting hurt like school, people have to step up, and those guys have really done the job. You started a lot of games in your high school career, but you know going into this year, Justin Herbert's the number one guy here. Um, how is it, you know, when you're so used to starting, uh, to sit back and, and be behind a stud like that? Yeah, I mean uh, it's definitely something you get you got to get used to. I mean last year was a well, it was a great transition for me. That I mean I, at this point I'm, I'm I'm mentally prepared for that. I mean I know I mean you can't. You can't think of yourself as a backup. You got to treat it as as you are the starter because you never know. I mean, you're one play away. Um, obviously, we've seen that in the past for Oregon fans here, um, and I think I, I'm ready for that this year. You have a very talented offensive line in front of you this year. Talk about what you've seen from them in fall camp protecting you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's really no drop off. I mean, obviously, you have great seniors um, who run with the ones, and then my guys. I mean, they just they're just so studious and and they work so hard. I mean, you you see them. We do a players uh, players of practice and stuff like that. Duck of the day and. I mean, every person on our line has pretty much got it, and um, it's so fun to watch them play. I mean, especially because we got great competition. Kayvon and Adrian Jackson, you go, again, go against them every day. It's pretty good work. Last question I had for you, Tyler, is just when you're not being a football player, not being a student, what do you do with your free time? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm, a pretty good, I'm a pretty good outdoorsman. Um, I've, I wasn't really familiar with Eugene, so I think a lot of my teammates um, and my friends have just kind of shown me around, going to Wildwood Falls, stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, I'm big in other sports. Baseball, we kind of, we kind of play uh, softball and baseball with some of the other athletes. But I think just the whole community, it's really tight-knit. That's what I really enjoy about it here is that, I mean, anybody you can just kind of get along with and go outside. Tyler Shuck, the Oregon backup quarterback. And, you know, he has really taken, I think, big steps forward. Justin Herbert, though, as you heard him talking about there, Justin Herbert is the guy heading into this year. But you think Tyler Shuck's learned a few things from Justin Herbert and we all hope that he has because he might be the next guy to be starting at quarterback for the Ducks. We'll find out. Normally on a Friday, and we'll do this coming up uh, the next week, actually, because college football is actually back next week. We've got some Pac-12 games to pick. Weekly Picks always brought to you by the North Fork Public House, voted Eugene's best new restaurant, Eat, Drink, Explore. We're told, and we've told you all before, that 
Uh, Jerry, Jorgie, and I always going through picks. Dinner's on the line, just mostly for bragging rights. I think we have to go to North Fork now. They got great fried chicken. I'm telling you, get the fried chicken. You will thank me later. I do want to talk a little defense. We're going to take a quick timeout, and then Mike Jorgensen, Jorgie's going to join us coming up in a little while. Preview the scrimmage, where his eyes are going to go in the second scrimmage of fall camp, position battles that he's looking at. I think maybe the biggest one for the ones is that boundary safety spot, who the wide receivers are going to be, and then also the depth of the tight end position has been tested with a couple guys nicked up. We're going to talk about that a little bit coming up. Also, Drayton Carlberg, a senior for the Ducks, a fifth-year guy, talking about what it's been like uh, in his five years and how this defense is a little different than it was last year now under Coach Avalos. I'm Joey Mack. Stick with us. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. When that moment hits you, that moment you realize that this isn't just a house, it's the house, your perfect home. When that moment comes, you'll be ready to make an offer because OnPoint makes getting pre-approved for a mortgage the easiest part of buying your home. This is it. Get started at OnPointCU.com or drop by any of our neighborhood branches to speak with a local home loan expert. Let's do it. Let's make an offer. Home financing from OnPoint Community Credit Union. Join in. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Guide Dog Partners bring greater freedom, confidence, and mobility. They are trusted friends that offer new opportunities for social interaction and greater independence. Guide Dogs of America is a nonprofit organization that provides these loyal and loving dogs free of charge to people who are blind or visually impaired. To learn more about Guide Dogs of America, visit our website at guidedogsofamerica.org or call us at 800-459-4843. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. So I got to give credit where credit is due here. Uh, JL in the comment section on the Facebook live stream on Godex uh, today. Great show. Very on point. Ha! JL, I see what you did there. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. That's well done. This is where I need like, I feel like, Scotty, we need to have like a one of those like drop boards. Maybe John back in the in the radio studio can have that for us where like, you know, we, we kind of. We kind of need a symbol. Yeah, I mean, we need something. I don't know. We're going to have to work on that. We, we've got inputs. We, we, we've, we've got the the space to be able to do this. But There's plenty of 
There's plenty of space over there. Yeah, actually. I know. I'm, I think that we might be on to something here. But well done, JL. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody else for tuning in. Yeah, so scrimmage tomorrow. Um, big evaluation period. We've been talking about that. We're going to talk with Georgie in just a little bit about that. I do want to let you hear from Drayton Carlberg. Redshirt senior, he's going to factor in a lot on the defensive line. Playing a lot of defensive tackle can slide outside of that end position as well. Really, really big guy. Seems to fit the scheme well. And maybe the most interesting thing that I got out of talking with him today was Coach Avalos's philosophy and kind of how the defense is a little different under Coach Avalos. And I think it really says a lot about how this defense will operate because they're going to attack. They're going to go after people. And I think Drayton Carlberg did a great job of summarizing that. You'll hear that in my conversation with Drayton Carlberg from after practice today. Tell us a little bit about fall camp. Uh, your start from fall camp until now, where have you grown the most as an individual? Um, I would say getting back into the technique of playing D-line, that's a huge part of what you're doing on the defensive line. So just kind of getting back into the rhythm of your technique and learning this new defense and stuff like that was probably probably what I've, I've been uh, attributing the most to this fall camp. Learning that defense. Yeah. What's different with this defense compared to last year? Um, it's a lot more movement and penetration. Like Coach Avalos wants us to make negative plays in the backfield and stuff like that. And instead of sitting back and taking on blocks and filling gaps, he wants us to penetrate and create negative plays. Scrimmage tomorrow. Everybody always looks at scrimmage as a big evaluation. What do you hope to get out of it? Uh, just to play hard, come on, and play hard, prove myself, and to show what I can do in a real game. Like, uh, I've had a couple uh, plays like here and there in, uh, in the game, so I can do that tomorrow and show that I can put uh, effort on the field. Uh, be good this season defensive line depth it seems like this is a deep group is this one of the deeper groups that you've been around yeah i've been here for five years and we've really struggled with depth and it's nice finally having those young young guys come in that are are they're getting ready to play and stuff like that and i love that so that depth is huge for us upperclassmen and stuff that's been here and our bodies are a little bit beat up so they're taking some reps for us and stuff so it's nice you talk about that depth what about those freshmen make them so good they're strong they, they think this is the strongest freshman d-line class that we've had like when i come when i came in as a freshman not even close to what these, these kids are, so it's impressive, and I think they can contribute this year. How much of that also, though, has been the strength and conditioning with Coach Feld and everything that you guys have done? It seems like everyone's a little bit bigger out there. Right. Um, yeah, we've made leaps and bounds in the weight room. Uh, it's, it's amazing what Coach Feld's program has done for us, so if you can keep doing it at the University of Oregon, we'll be a strong program. Most difficult offensive lineman that you battle with in fall camp? Shane Lemieux. I play tackle a lot, so me and him go at it pretty good. And I used to live with him and stuff like that, but it's good competition and stuff, so I, I love Shane, but it's great. At what point in fall camp are you guys just ready to hit somebody that isn't a teammate? Now. <laughs> I think after you go through what the once, first week, first week and a half, you're just like, man, give me someone else out there, you know, something new that doesn't know what I'm going to do every play. So we're looking forward to, to getting in some game situations. People talk about how, like, when the lights go on, some players are different. You guys have season ticket holders in the stadium tomorrow. It's a little bit of a crowd. Does that change things for you? Do you I mean, do you, do you notice that? Uh, I'd say that's more of a skill thing to me, you know. Uh, <laughs> offensive line and defensive line, we do our job every, every down. So it's not, not really an upfront thing, but I think those skill guys, when the lights come on, they go up and make big catches and uh, play defense really well. So I, I don't think it really changes anything else for, for us uh, as far as offense and defensive line. Even for a sack? No, man, we get after it in practice like that. So it's just this ordinary day for us. You know, we come out and play. I love it. Hey, good luck this year. Appreciate it. Thank you. Drayton Carlberg, it was a good conversation. You heard him talk there. It's about getting into the backfield. They're not just going to fill gaps and eat up blocks. 
They want negative plays in the backfield. This is an Oregon defense that's going to attack. They're going to go after people, and I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Mike Jorgensen, entering his 30th season as our analyst on the Oregon Sports Network for Oregon football. We're going to talk with Jorgie in just a moment about tomorrow's scrimmage, fall camp, and everything else in between. Mike Jorgensen joins us next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The game clock is winding down, and so is that plate of piping hot steak nachos. Your eyes are on the last play, but they're also on that last chip, piled high with succulent steak, lending its deep flavor to all the fixins. Just as you reach in, so does your buddy. Game on. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Brought to you by the ranchers and farmers of Oregon and the Beef Checkoff. Somebody gonna tell you what can be done. For all that you've done. Somebody gonna tell you. And for all that you're going to do. On Point is here with the banking, lending, and advice to make your dreams possible. That means easy access to your money at the branch or on the go. Because you've got a whole lot of life to live. And On Point keeps you moving. So join in. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield IMG College. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Going to talk with Mike Jorgensen. We've got an Oregon football scrimmage coming up. And, you know, it's going to be interesting for me to see a few things in this scrimmage. One, the defense getting after the quarterback. But then, two, the quarterback as well. I think that the quarterback depth for this team is looking really solid. But we got to have consistency now for these, these teams. I think that, honestly... With Oregon's wide receiver core, it was so talked about coming in to this year. What things are going to look like. What that depth is going to look like in the wide receiver room. Losing Brendan Schooler earlier in the season, that stunk. I mean, I will say, though, with Brendan Schooler, he was out there on his scooter today. And he was running around. He's still coaching guys up. He's still asking questions. I mean, that's just the way that Brendan Schooler is. But you heard Tyler Shuck mention earlier that, yeah, when – Guys are going down like a Brendan Schooler. It hurts. It certainly hurts things. But it's cool to see Brendan Schooler still out there. We're trying to connect with Mike Jorgensen. Uh, Jorgie is our first phone call of the year, which inevitably means that something will go wrong. 
That's just how these things always have to work. Uh, trying to connect with Jorgie, though, and hopefully that we will be able to. According to Mike Jorgensen, so i got to tell you, th- this, is, this is just live radio funny stuff that I get to, to do. According to Jorgie, he has no calls, like, like none. Like it's not happening. But then on our radio side, John's back there in the studio dialing and getting voicemail. I have a feeling that this is one Mike Jorgensen pulling what I would deem the Jerry Allen. Jerry is the ultimate prankster. I'm sure that anybody who has seen Jerry, uh, you've heard him talk with Jorgie and me. And I'll be honest, it took me like two years to figure out like when Jerry was kidding and when he wasn't. And every now and then he still I'll look at him and be like, uh, I can't tell for sure. But in any case, I wonder if this is the Jerry Allen. Is this the Mike Jorgensen pulling the Jerry Allen? Scott Phillips has been around these guys longer than me. Jerry Allen is never serious. Ever? Unless he's on air calling a game. But even then, I don't think he's uh, some yeah, most most 99% of the time, he's serious on the air. But in real life, you can never tell. You look right into his eyes, and you can never tell. You know what I think, uh, honestly, too? Jerry's going to hate me for saying this, but when he started wearing glasses, it made it even harder to tell because you can't see his eyes. Especially when the sun's out, and then he's got those auto-correct. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know. I I don't. I I don't know. know. Where's Jorky? Well, I I got nothing. Can he type in Facebook? Is he on Facebook? Can he probably answer questions that way? I mean, he's probably, he's, we we could go old school, like typewriter style. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just say, hey, Jorky. Oh. 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 Wait. And all of a sudden. As soon as we say that he's pulling the Jerry Allen, one Mike Jorgensen is with us. Hi, Jorgie. What's up, dude? Hey, I was here, man. I was here. I don't know why I wouldn't connect, but I'm glad if I finally get a chance. I love it. Uh, Mike Jorgensen, I don't know if you heard that I, I just said that you were pulling the Jerry Allen. Because Jerry, every every year, this happens every year, that he would, like, it, it would be time for Jerry to, to come on, and he'd be, like, standing outside the door just listening to me fill time for five minutes. Then he'd come bursting in and be like, hey, guys, what's up? I think that's exactly what you were doing, Jorgie. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was biting at the bit. I was just so excited to be on with you. Was that Phillips I heard talking a little bit, too? Is that what that was? That was Phillips. You did hear okay. your nemesis, Scott Phillips. Jorgie, come yeah. on. Quit okay. messing around. Get on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. Right. I love it. Hey, Jorgie, uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, let's talk a little bit about fall camp so far, Jorg. I mean, this is the, let's see, 40th fall camp that you've been around. It's your 30th year in the in the booth. You went through some fall camps yourself at Oregon. So how many fall camps have you observed in your time so far? Yeah, gosh, that's a good question. Well, 30-plus. I think eight others. So you're right, close to 40 of them. It's just pretty amazing. And, yeah, they're a lot different now than they used to be. You know, when when Coach Brooks, Rich Brooks used to, you know, and we used to do daily doubles for the most part for two, two and a half weeks. And if you got mad enough, we'd go triples on a few of the days. They can't do that anymore. Thank goodness, too. I'm glad for those guys. But, yeah, it, it, it's changed a lot. And uh, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of efficiency taking place out there. I think that's the one thing that I really see in, in Coach Cristobal's practices, both on the offense, defense, and special teams, is just the stuff they get done and the amount of reps that they get in throughout practice. And uh, and I like what I see. I do. On both sides of the ball, and I think you know, special teams continues to 
improve, I think, both at the place kicker position, at the punting position, and and overall. So just really like what I see. I'm excited, Joey. I'm excited. I I just think there's some players that are going to surprise us. I think there's some players that we already knew are pretty good that have taken it to a new level. And, you, you know, hopefully put that all together because it starts with a bang in Dallas with Auburn. Mike Jorgensen, he's on Twitter, at Jorgie underscore Mike. Of course, we call him Jorgie. Jerry and Jorgie uh, filling up the radio waves for a 30th season together coming up when the Ducks kicks things off against Auburn on the 31st. Uh, scrimmage tomorrow, Jorg. Uh, where do your eyes go in the second scrimmage of fall camp? What are you looking at tomorrow? Uh, w- w- maybe what's your biggest thought, I guess, heading into this, and what do you hope that the Ducks get out of tomorrow's scrimmage? Well, I think what I, what I would anticipate tomorrow's scrimmage is going to be a lot about is is the depth. It's the development and continued development of the depth that sits in behind, you know, your key starters in a lot of positions. And, you know, there's some that are still unsettled. I mean, it, it's you look at the safety position and what they're trying to decide between a guy like Nick Pickett and, and Brady Breeze, who are two outstanding players. And I think Brady Breeze is really benefiting uh, from, from the new defense and the new defensive look where he's able to be uh, more of a run support type of guy. So I look at that other safety position, the battle between those two guys. But I also look at that depth along the defensive line and at the linebacker slash stud position as to how the evolution of that's going to take place. You know, when you see guys that can be intermixed, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, with Bryson Young and DJ Johnson and Adrian Jackson and Lamar Winston and Kevin Pivoto and you know, there's four or five guys, and maybe it's going to be 1A, 1B, 1C at each position because all those guys are going to see a lot of playing time just because of the way they've elevated their game and the way that they fit into Andy Avalos' system. So I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball as much as anything. I just think along the offensive side of the ball, you know who your key people are for the most part. Yeah, you got to develop that depth at the wide receiver position because I think they've got – four or five really good tried and true people, but you want to get to the next level and see who those wide receivers are going to be that step to the table, whether it's Josh Delgado or uh, maybe one of the new true freshmen, uh, you know, that side of the deal. And then along with uh, uh, Spencer Webb at the tight end position, I think with guys being a little bit injured here and there and missing some practices, he potentially has a chance to really step to the table. We've seen flashes of his athleticism. So again, at all those positions, I'm looking at the depth because the main guys, you don't want to get dinged up in a scrimmage like that. And Frankly, I'd be surprised if they play a whole lot of downs, the Justin Herberts and the, uh, the Reds and the Johnsons and, the, and, uh, and, and you know, the running back positions with Verdell and Dye. I don't expect to see those guys taking a whole lot of snaps because I think those guys are pretty established. Jorgie on the phone with us talking about tomorrow's scrimmage. Yeah, I think this is about that twos and threes, really. I mean, Jorg, how big of a deal is that four-game redshirt rule for freshmen? I mean, you get a chance to evaluate some guys without, for lack of a better phrase, burning the redshirt year. I mean, how big of a deal is that for greater college football, and particularly for Oregon, just how nice is it, especially with the depth that this team's enjoying right now? Yeah, I think it's it's a great new rule change for all teams. You know, not just Oregon, but all teams. I think are really benefiting from the rule change, like it is getting a chance to to play a lot of guys in some key positions, frankly, in some key games potentially. You know, but uh, you get an opportunity maybe in some games where you should take care of business pretty handily 
to play a lot of those players if the first teamers get the lead that you hope they get, you know, particularly in the second and third games, for example. Uh, but there's going to be other guys, frankly, that are going to have to step to the table in the middle of the season or later in the season. I hope there's not injuries, but inevitably there is. And so there's going to be some guys, I think, that in those four games are going to get maybe a two or three games test that, frankly, you use them in that fourth game later on in the season when you can insert them for a game or two because you know you're going to have a guy out for a game or two. So, you know, that those four games are so valuable to the coaching staffs across the country, particularly to Oregon, as you evaluate uh, a lot of those backup positions, those second, but particularly the third team positions, and some of the freshmen that you'll want a red shirt if you can. But by gosh, if they're good enough to play, it's time to play them. And I think there's some of those guys too. We've heard Coach Cristobal talk about how having all of the scholarships back has really helped. The Ducks have more depth. Do you think this is the deepest team that the Ducks have had in a while, Jordan? Yeah, I do. I really do. It's you know it's something I, I think a couple of the practices that I've been out there and attending, that's been the general discussion on the sideline with observers, casual observers, uh, athletic department employees, and taking a look at it and that type of deal and going, you know what? This feels like one of the deeper teams that they've had on both sides of the ball, and I think probably the deepest in three or four years. And that's going to be a, a, an important factor as the season goes on because, you know, they start off with a very physical contest with Auburn. I mean, that's in both sides of the ball, and every place is going to be uh, a slugfest. And then three games later, you're going down to play Stanford, who likes to play that way too. So Early on in the season, you're going to get some physical tests, and that's when that depth is really going to be tested, and it doesn't drop off a whole lot. I think, again, that's one of the things I really like about this team is there's not a lot of drop-off when you plug guys in at particular positions, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that depth plays out. But it sure appears to me, and I think it does to you and a lot of other people have been out there watching it uh, day in and day out, the depth is better than it's ever been, at least probably the last four to five years. Jorgie talking with us. We'll talk with Jorgie in depth on our two-hour Oregon football preseason special coming up next Wednesday at 6 o'clock. You'll be able to watch the show live on the Oregon football social media channels and tune in across the Oregon Sports Network and all of our affiliate radio stations. We'll go in-depth with Jorgie, Jerry, and a few of our friends from 1080 The Fan up in Portland as well. That's all coming up on Wednesday. More details on that coming up in just a little while. Jorgie, before I let you go, uh, kind of an open-ended question. Oregon, the favorite to win the North, uh, one of the favorites to win the Pac-12. Looks like it's either them or Utah in a lot of the media's minds anyway for the preseason polls that came out a few weeks ago. In order for Oregon to win the Pac-12, what do the Ducks need to have go right? What do the Ducks need to do this year? Well, health, number one. Being healthy all the way through the season or a majority of the players being healthy throughout the season is a huge help. But you've got to start it off with game one and prove that you can win big games on the road. Auburn is not obviously isn't going to be an away game in the sense of playing at the home field, but at the same time, neutral side, that's going to feel like an Auburn home crowd, frankly, with the way they're going to show up probably in Dallas. You got to prove right off the bat that you can win on the road because a majority of the teams rated higher in each of the divisions are on the road. Stanford, USC, uh, Washington. I mean, you, you take a look at all of them. Uh, they're going to be on the road, and, and uh, it's it's it, you just have to prove to yourself that you can win on the road, on a big stage, in a big game, and you get that opportunity to do it in game one. So I think getting off to a great start with Auburn, staying healthy, 
and then getting some having a ball bounce your way every once in a while. You know, having a little bit of luck. Sometimes you've got to have a little bit of luck, and coaches don't count on that. But to be able to get to the promised land, sometimes you got to have a little bit of luck too. So I think all those three three things combined. But again, proving that you can win the big game on the big stage away from home is going to be a key because there's some big big games away from home this year. Jorgie, thanks for always taking the time. We'll talk in depth next Wednesday. Then the Oregon Football Coaches Show will start the following Wednesday, seven o'clock every single. Wednesday during a game week here inside the studio, Jerry, Georgie, and myself will be talking with Oregon football coaches and student-athletes. Georgie, I'll see you at the scrimmage tomorrow. Looking forward to it, buddy, and thanks for always taking the time. Okay, Joey. Going to be fun, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Good stuff from Mike Jorgensen entering his 30th season as the analyst for Oregon football here on the Oregon Sports Network. He's on Twitter at Jorgie underscore Mike. Coming up, we're going to tell you about that big preseason special that we have planned for next Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And a few final thoughts on tomorrow's scrimmage as we wrap up the week of Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. What does Meals on Wheels do? They deliver meals and smiles to homebound seniors. But Meals on Wheels does something else. They turn a volunteer's lunch break into a meaningful experience. As small and as simple as the relationship is between a volunteer and a client of Meals on Wheels, it's really so impactful. I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you uh, tomorrow. A season ticket holder barbecue for the Ducks and also a scrimmage for evaluation. And fans are going to get to see that scrimmage coming up at Autzen Stadium. We'll also have a uniform reveal. A lot of fun stuff on the docket for tomorrow. Stay in touch to the Oregon football social media channels. And also coming up on those Oregon football social media channels, 
We're going to have a big preseason special coming your way next Wednesday. The Oregon Football Coaches Show will be every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a good time during each game week. And to kick off the Coaches Show season, we'll have a big preseason special coming your way next Wednesday. It'll be presented by Country Financial. The Oregon Football Preseason Special coming up Wednesday, 6 to 8 o'clock. Should be awesome for the preseason special. Jerry, Georgie, myself will be here. Scotty Phillips will be running the show along with Terry Johns. And a couple of our friends, Andy Johnson and Dusty Hara from 1080 The Fan, are going to join us as well right here in studio. You'll be able to find that Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock, across the Oregon football social media channels, including Facebook.com slash Oregon football and on the Oregon football Twitter account. Thanks to Country Financial for their support. We're looking forward to that big preseason special where we will go in depth on the Ducks. That does it for me this week. Uh, We'll have a quack minute for you tomorrow talking about the scrimmage. Then we'll be back with Duck Insider on Monday recapping that scrimmage. Have a good weekend. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in... If we get a puppy, I'll hundo pee always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I am a Senior Corps RSVP volunteer. I build homes and young minds. I build parks and playgrounds. And support our nation's veterans. I build gardens and help families with their finances. I build healthy futures. And organize disaster relief. I'm a builder, and I lead by experience. How about you? Join Senior Corps RSVP. Lead by experience. At SeniorCorps.gov. Hey, you! Yeah! Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this commercial break to talk to you about reducing stormwater pollution. Everyone loves a good tailgate, but no one likes to see litter on the ground. Litter can wash into creeks and streams, polluting our water. Tailgate or not, always pick up your trash and put it in the proper waste bin. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water. Because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Hi, I'm Chad Greenway. After retiring from the NFL, I've embraced my new role coaching my kids. Coaches may have the biggest impact on a young person's life. Unfortunately, youth sports are littered with coaches that are focused on the wrong things. That's why it's so important that parents can trust who's coaching their kids. Can you trust your child's youth coach? Our Youth Basketball Association made the decision to utilize trusted coaches to train, screen, and educate all of our basketball coaches. Go to trustedcoaches.org to learn more. I'm a trusted coach. Are you? listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate. Or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So... 
Do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.